Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Hot Take Hot Box Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast coming to you off of a UFC 279 episode. Apologies on not being able to get the episode out last week for our picks because, seriously, time did not allow it. The fight card was not made until 6 p.m. the night before the uh, event, so we were not, you know, we, you have to work, and I wasn't around because by that time I was, you know, doing other shit, so we, just, we were going to try and get together on Saturday morning, but, you know, work, and I had to go out and help my grandmom do this and that, and it was just... <laughs> You know, you got to do stuff. You got to do. It is what it is. But uh, you know, listen, UFC. Next time, we have our allotted time here to do this podcast every week. We would help. We would appreciate it if you have it figured out by at least 2 p.m. on Friday afternoon, and we will have our picks out and whatnot. I think we would have done okay. I don't know if we would have done. I would have done good on the main card. I think I would have gotten smoked on the uh, what's it called on the on the prelims and whatnot. But you know, I would have went crazy. I would have went crazy. So, but yeah, but guess what? This weekend, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go crazy. We, me and Ty were just uh, previewing this upcoming card this weekend. Song Yadong and Corey Sanhagen is the main event. We were previewing that. We feel pretty good about what we saw. Uh, I didn't even let you get a chance to introduce. Ty, how are you feeling today? Pretty good. Pretty good. I just dropped a bunch of money on a flight. Didn't love that. But I will be back in the township. Yes, I will be back in the township. Uh, about three weeks, maybe four weeks from now. Three and a half weeks-ish. So be prepared. There you go. Uh, I'll be back for a day. M- might even do a live podcast while he's here back for a day. Just have to sneak it in. You know, guys, that's that's just what no, we do. You never know. But, uh, I guess we'll just get right into it. UFC 279. But uh, we should – I mean, we have a little bit to talk about beforehand since there was a lot of drama that went into this. First, I guess let's start with the press conference getting canceled uh, lots of fights and backstage uh, quarrels and drama and everything involved. Uh, Holland getting into it with Chemaev and his group, and then Diaz and his group just see a fight and they can't help themselves. They got to get involved. They start throwing <laughs> bottles and whatnot and get, getting everything started, and that basically cancels the. I love the press conferences. I, 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 mean, I blame I, Connor. I, I, blame I, Connor. I, I do blame Connor because it's just you know it's, it's always Connor's fault. I, actually, it's somehow <laughs> this is Hasbula's fault. Because Hasbula yeah. has now been the uh, victim of a lot of the McGregor shit talk now, and maybe he had something. Apparently, he signed a five-year deal. Contract with, he just signed UFC. a five-year deal with the UFC. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that's about. I, I guess he's Abu an Dhabi ambassador, shit, right? Yeah. I guess I don't know. What sounds gross? I mean, that's that is disgusting. But good for Hasbula getting that bag. Hell yeah. What do you have to say about that? Just to start off with the uh, press conference, what did you make of all that, and were, were you intrigued, or what, what did that do for you? Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, I don't know if you remember the uh, the clip that Jake Shields posted when um, Hamzat and his team was talking shit to Paulo Costa and, and Jake Shields and whoever else was training. And there was a uh, it seemed like there was a wall, but it was a it was a cage. It was like an octagon, like a cage. Yeah, that were separating two. And then Jake Shields had enough, went over, opened it up, and nothing happened. They walked away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I saw Luke Thomas talk about this week how things just seemed off on Tuesday and Wednesday, but like Chamaya was just being weird and things just seemed tense. Like, you know, he was getting a lot of no, non answers for things. Uh, they knew that obviously. So I guess on fight week, when fighters show up, they get, they weigh in like 
at the beginning of the fight week just so they know yeah uh, what they're you know what they're going to be at I guess and I guess you know the, basically everybody knew this was happening um, it was just you know a lot was brewing over and tensions were high and then yeah I guess he just he kicked Kevin Holland in the chest or Kevin Holland kicked him in the chest I forget. I think, yeah, they both are alleging that they kicked each other in the chest. It looked like Hamza came over and just kicked Holland right, like Sparta kicked him in his chest. I haven't seen a video of you. I saw, like, a like a, yeah, there was like a backstage thing. I don't know if it was a UFC, like, embedded clip or something like that, but I didn't watch the whole thing. I just saw, like, a Twitter video of him walking over and kicking him in the chest. That's how I saw, like, the bottles getting thrown and all that. Like, it was kind of like yeah. a weird, choppy video, and it's dark as shit back there, so you really can't, like, see much. But... Yep. I don't know. I mean, I, I hate that the I hate when uh, guys are fighting who aren't actually fighting. If that makes sense, you know, like at the time, it's just annoying to see like Kevin Holland and Chamayev getting into it and canceling a press conference when they weren't even like going to be able to get in the cage or talk shit to each other. Like, I just think the but press, they were yeah exactly. But I, I think the press conferences are great at building up like my personal hype for the fight. Right. Just figuring out how much these guys don't like each other because I always tell you like the fight is the fight, but. It's so much better when the guys who are fighting don't like each other and there's actually real bad blood going into the cage. Yeah, um, yeah so that gets ruined, all right? And then uh, Friday morning we wake up and everyone's missing weight. Like <laughs> everyone on this card is missing weight. Insane. Uh, Chason, basically, I'm guessing she's the one who missed weight because they made that a catch weight. Dawadu missed weight, Huggy Bear missed weight, Beast Boy, whichever his nickname is. Uh, and then Chemayev, I mean, we talk about here on the, on the podcast, you know, missing by three, four pounds is kind of like where you're like, you're not even close, man. Like, it's just a lack of professionalism and respect for your opponent and yada, yada, yada. Chemayev was seven and a half, eight pounds off of, of the scheduled weight. He wasn't even close. I've seen fights get canceled for like much, much, much less than that, you know? Like, and, I, and I don't blame uh, Diaz for not taking that because that is essentially at that point you're cheating, right? Like, yeah. Because we scheduled, we agreed to something, and you show up and you're like, you, you have a whole another ten pounds on you, and, and you're gonna wrestle me and whatnot. It's not, that's not fair, you know. It's not, it's and especially since we signed an agreement, we shook hands, like you know, uh, figuratively, we agreed to something, and you went back on that and broke your word. Um. I don't know. Like, I don't know where to go with this. So I, I, I have so many thoughts and and things to say. But uh, also, what about the two girls that made weight but needed the scale or the um the box? Norma yeah. Dumont and Daniel Wolf fighting at one forty five, almost missed weight. Both of them. What it's, the fuck, dude? I, I, I mean, insane. I don't get it. And the thing with Chamayev is that the UFC is going to be hesitant or may never. I mean, they obviously probably will have to at some point, but building a pay-per-view and promoting a pay-per-view around him, it seems like a really treacherous situation or nerve-wracking or untrustworthy, you know? Like, how are you ever going to believe in him to do something like that? Because it seems like now, like, when the, the, the things get, like, for the pressure builds and the lights get bright, he kind of, like, just can't handle it, you know? Like, we kind of talked about it in that Burns fight. He lost his fucking mind, and he fought like a moron the whole time. He's lucky he won, but he, he didn't use any sort of fight IQ or anything like that. He was just trying to go in there and, and throw down and go to war. And now it's like, all right, we need you to just basically make weight, and you're going to be the next guy to fight for the title, right? Like, if he wins this fight against Diaz, he smokes him, beats him in the second round or whatever, 
He's fighting for the title next after the yeah. Edwards and Usman, whatever that that is settled. He's next, but now he's kind of like he might have to fight Colby, like or you you know they're gonna have to or they're gonna want to do something else with him because. I mean, listen, missing weight, is, like we said, missing weight is missing weight, but eight pounds, and then you show up, and you're smiling on the scale, basically, like, ah, yeah, like, <laughs> it is what it is, and you're making, like, right. Darren Till fat jokes on Twitter and stuff like that. It's just it's just a lack of respect for not only your opponent, but, like, everyone, you know, because you kind of ruined a main event that everyone, like, paid for. Like, there's, you know, all these people went to this to, to Vegas to watch, these like, these two fight, and, uh, of course, they wound up getting a good fight, but... I don't know, man. It's Friday was weird, man. It was very reminiscent of when the whole John Jones saga happened, where they had to move the whole entire card to Vegas or California from Vegas. Um, and when Connor threw the dolly at Khabib, like those two, those two moments combined with like this card, just so very similar. Just very everybody that was coming in missing weight, missing weight needs the box, needs the box, needs more time, hasn't weighed in yet. Uh, you know, just insanity and it was supposed to be like relatively speaking a quiet card at least besides the main you know the main uh the main couple fights but uh yeah a lot of drama going on and honestly you know it was a a pretty good card i thought it delivered i thought the main card was what almost all finishes besides the the d-rod fight which is slow you know we'll get to that but i think the prelims were all finishes i think the early prelims were all were all decisions so it was all in all i thought it was a pretty solid card yeah, no, I thought it was a solid card. It wound up working out because now when this is happening, you have to go and they're saying, well, they're working on a backup plan. You knew once he missed weight by that much, Diaz was not taking that, that fight. Like, I, Dustin Poirier's weighing in. Like, yeah, yo, yeah he's hell? sending uh, pictures of a scale on Twitter and they're, they're <laughs> saying he's got a jet on standby. He's going to fly in. He's going to fight Diaz and yada, no yada, sense. yada. It just it was a lot. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It was kind of exciting. You know, It was, it was kind of entertaining and whatnot, but... We had to pause the podcast. Listen, the world stops when stuff like this happens. Seriously, because it's like we, we we were gonna we had we were ready to go, and then it's like, well, I'm not gonna record an episode that we're talking about shit that's not even gonna happen. We don't even know who's gonna fight who, or like we would have talked about the second or the Chamayev Holland fight. We didn't even know they were gonna make that five rounds. I didn't know like that that was gonna be a five round fight, and then. Me when either. when Dane announced it, I was like, oh shit! Like that they're, they're really doing that, you know? Like didn't take five rounds though. It didn't take five rounds. It didn't even want to wind up mattering, but it's just all of that was a factor going into the fight and the right. hype and the discussion. It's just, It was a lot, man. It really was a lot. And then they wound up figuring out Diaz and Ferguson, main event, Chamayev, Holland, co-main event, five rounds, and then Lee, the leech, fighting D-Rod. And the leech the, is really uh, the one who got bout. fucked over. 100%. Badly. You know, I... So Dana said somehow nobody got a pay bump. I find that hard to believe. Nate Diaz said he lost count of how much he got paid on top of what he was already getting. So, you know, I can only assume that everybody got a bump, you know, including the leech. I mean, uh, did, did D-Rod miss or was it supposed to be 180, right? It was supposed and to be 180. So he ends up fighting a guy bigger when his original opponent missed weight or like everything was fucked up. Now he was supposed to fight Tony. That's right. Yeah. And they would only let this happen in Vegas. 100%. Like, if this was in New York or California, they would have shut down a lot of, like, especially that D-Rod fight. They would not have let that happen. So, what do you think? I guess we'll just get into it. What do you think of the Nate-Tony fight? How did you score it? How did you think it was? What did you think of it? I'll let you start it off. I would say, I think 
the first two rounds were somewhat of toss-ups. I would say Tony probably won one of those rounds. I don't, I can't remember really off the top of my head which one he won. I mean, he was chewing up his leg. He like, yeah, man, he really was. Like, t- here's the thing, Tony. Like, I, I, all as for as bad as he looked for portions of this fight, he also did look good. You know, for some, I mean, he had a a solid, solid uh, sort of game plan that's you know in theory with those leg kicks because it seemed like diaz wasn't ready for them and diaz it was the same thing mcgregor did to him in that second fight just chewed his leg up and made it difficult for him to kind of walk him down and whatnot i mean it just made life more difficult for nate uh i just think nate's bigger than him he's more durable than him and nate was landing some heavy shots on him uh i mean that body kick was brutal i thought I thought Tony looked good for portions of the fight, but I always thought he was going to wilt in comparison to Nate Diaz. Yeah, and I, I mean, I can't believe he subbed him like that with the one arm guillotine. That was that was crazy. But it just it shows you how I think where Tony is. I think Tony's just he's washed. He's completely washed. I don't think Nate is completely washed, but um, I don't know. I don't know what to really. Th- I don't know what to gather from this fight afterwards. You know, I don't know. I don't. I really don't know. Don't want to see Tony fight. I don't think again. Honestly, I think I'm pretty much done with him. At least this year, he definitely needs some time off. Like he he didn't take any time off after Chandler absolutely eviscerated his face with his foot. So that's you know that's a worry. And you know I was kind of surprised to see Nate at plus money, but um, that made also no not sense. Surprised. Right. It, it you know they they've kind of underrated him his whole career. So um, I thought the rounds were close though. Like. So the the judges, two of them gave all three to Nate, and then Junichiro Camillo gave two and three to Tony, which I didn't agree with. But um, I do think was it? I think it was round three. Tony outlanded him. So yeah, um, Nate Tony going in that order: twenty two nineteen round one, twenty eight twenty, twenty six thirty, twenty five eleven round four when he got the finish. They were close. Round one and round three were even. Round two was close. Like yeah. like you said. Um, you know, round one could have went to Tony. I don't know. I had it, I think two, one, Nate, I think it was one and two I gave and three was, I gave the Tony if I remember. Um, all in all, I wasn't mad at the fight, um, for what it was like, I, I knew what I was going to get, you know, there's a lot of people who are like, this is, this is kind of gross. Like they're both old and disgusting and this is what we're getting as the main event, but it, it had to happen, you know? And I didn't think it was as bad as what could have been. No, I think you it it kind of lived up to the sort of spectacle that that it should have been. You know, yeah. like it wasn't necessarily a championship level fight. It, we never thought that that was going to be like that uh, when this was announced. It's just kind of two legends of the game getting in there, and we you know we get to see a fight that we've kind of always wanted to see. And I'll, I'll never complain about something like that because, like we say always, uh, all the time, watching the UFC and all this, we we just want to see some crazy shit. We want to see some awesome stuff like that we can always talk about forever and that was awesome you know like Diaz's last maybe his last fight in the UFC last real time on the main stage and and he one-arm guillotines Tony Ferguson and just you know hits the flex and everything like it was it was it was awesome he's walking around the cage looked like he was quitting yeah and he's talking and he's talking to the fan like to the crowd saying that he's running from him and shit like that. that that was just vintage Diaz Ferguson Throwing himself on the ground at a certain point and all of it, man. It, it was we're just, getting all the theatrics. It, it was a spec. Yeah, it was a spectacle. It was absolutely yep. a spectacle. And 
Uh, again, don't like to see this shit all the time because it, it kind of takes away from the luster and and the allure of it. But it was awesome to see on Saturday night. Yeah, I agree. Um, shout out to Nate cashing in my parlay that I threw together literally last minute. Hell yeah, and uh, I, I cashed uh, I cashed a little you know a nice parlay out for the people out there uh, who were around me. Johnny Walker, Hamzat inside the distance, Nate Diaz plus eight hundred for the people. Oof. Love that. Yeah, that's just what I do. That's just what that's I do. Money, that's money bag. Hey, we said it. I think last week you said we're gonna we're gonna have a pretty good two seventy nine. We're gonna hit something, you know. Yeah, and that's that's unfortunate because th- there was some money to be made here. Uh, we'll we'll keep it moving. Let's get right into the uh, second fight. Hamza Chamayev, man, ducks under the uh, glove touch. I know that they didn't. The people were acting like that. That he absolutely did. He absolutely. I mean, I don't know why Kevin Holland after what D- dumb one hundred percent dumb. After what they just did to each other, you know, your guys are kicking each other in a fucking pizza joint before a press conference or you're backstage, you know, throwing water bottles at each other. And then you come out and you're like, all right, you know, let's, let's, let's touch gloves. Like, why? No, <laughs> that's just, uh, that's somebody who, uh, kind of, I, I've, I've been on the record, not the biggest Kevin Holland guy. Just not. I, I just think it's a lot of, uh, nonsense, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think he's awesome. I think he's so talented. I think he is in every fight that he's in for the most part. You know, like that, if that makes sense, like he's not like no slouch. He's not going to get worked over necessarily. He's not easy to finish. So, I mean, him getting finished right there by Chemayev was no, like, no, you know, the last time he was finished was Brendan Allen in 2019, which that doesn't look that great now. But, and Rafael Lovato way back in the day. Like, those are three, you know, (laughs) those are the only guys that ever do it to him. Like, those are three, you know, three high level opponents. Yeah, and listen, Chemayev, I mean, Gramby roll after Gramby roll, he still couldn't get off of him. Uh, he was like glue as soon as Chemayev got his hands on him. It was th- This was smooth sailing and pretty dominant, and then eventually locked in that Darce and uh, just kept fighting for it and squeezing on it, and eventually he was able to get the tap and kind of did something to Holland's shoulder. It looked like Holland was yeah. favoring that, that right shoulder. when That uh, didn't look fun. Yeah, when the fight was over, and I, I can't imagine that felt good for the time that he was underneath. So uh, what say you about the co-main event, the Chamaya performance? One total strike in the fight. How about that? Yeah. One total strike, two takedowns, two of five, it says. Um, I'm just so impressed by Chamaya's control and um, positioning when he go, when he, when he, when these mad scrambles happen, like when chaos just ensues that he may or may not initiate. Kevin Holland does the same thing. You know, they're both kind of, they both go for wild scrambles because they're so, athletic both of them and they have such good size and uh speed and strength even for the weight class that they can just do these things and they can just scramble and spin on their head and you know fucking this and that and do rolls and and back flips and front flips and all these just insane moves but he was not losing his his control his grip his positioning of kevin holland he he did kevin holland was able to shake free and then stand up and then you know like it was just insane it was insane to watch like Chamayev is just so gifted in that uh, in that way that I don't know who I don't know how you beat him. I mean, I guess you stand with the guy. You have to have like you'd have to have some of the most technical and 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 elite grappling defense, and you'd also have to be a strong motherfucker. Like so, well, I, I, you know, I I think 
I think it's the same thing. He has that Habib sort of thing yeah. where it's like not only do you have to be bigger than him because I think a lot of the times like when Habib would fight people, it doesn't matter how good you are uh, technically. Like he eventually is just going to outman you and just outwork you. Like you uh, you have to be physically stronger, bigger than him, not and also be because cl- you're not going to beat his technique. So you all you also have to be able to be somewhat in the ballpark of his technique, right? Like, yeah. other than that, I don't think you're going to be able to do anything with him. Or if you're a guy like Gilbert Burns, who your your ground game is kind of uh, threatening so much that you, he's uncomfortable going to the ground with you. That's yeah. your only only path to victory to keep it standing and it. do something like that. So this was we all knew it. This was Kevin a lock. Holland's, Kevin Holland's weakness is his. Is what comes out to my strength. Like it, yeah. it was the most kind of lopsided matchup we've seen in a while, probably since Chamayev's last fight. You know, like it just it, it seems like poor Kevin Holland. You know, he he can't really get a winning streak going, but he also does take fights. Like you know, he didn't have to take this fight, but I wouldn't have. Yeah, I wouldn't have either. Probably he's also only twenty nine. Um, the the sky's the limit. Who we didn't get to see anything from, like literally nothing. I mean, he stuffed a couple takedowns, I guess, or so it says. I, I don't know. I mean, he lasted almost a full round, not even, uh, not even a half two minutes. Yeah, no, it, it yeah. felt like it felt like forever. But that, that's a, I thought the same thing, dude. And then I looked at the time. I'm like, oh my god, that was that. I guess like, not. <laughs> like holy shit, like. But uh, yeah, there's not really much to say. I, I think what happened is what we thought would happen when the fight got made. So. Yeah, one of those predictable things and kind of went the way you thought. Uh, Chimaev, I would do him and Colby next. I think that's the most fascinating fight you can make right now. I know they said they're going to do him at 85, which I get they kind of have to do. I don't even know who you match him up with there. That's the thing. The winner of of Izzy and Pereira? (laughs) You know, I guess. I mean, I'd I'd be down for it, honestly. I know it seems like you're jumping the gun a lot, and he doesn't deserve a title fight. He doesn't. But also, like, what do you do? He, he kind of has to fight at 185. And Costa? If you do, do, I mean, they do have that. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I would not hate that. They do have the, um, a little bit of beef, but, you know, if you're looking at the next fight, I mean, the Izzy Pereira fight, I guess it's what, November? Uh, yeah. So, I, I, I guess you could squeeze Shmaev another fight before the end of the year or early 2023 and then give him the winner of that if he wins at 185. That's, a, there's a lot going on. There's a lot that rides on that, but, uh, I mean, you know, if Izzy wins, there's just nothing else to do, you know? Yeah. But I Yeah, know. I think I'm either way, uh, Chemayev is one fight away from a title fight in either division. I think he doesn't yeah. – not not that he – I don't like to use the word deserve because there's, I'm sure there's plenty of people I, – I, people were pointing out Darren Till got a title shot fresh off of missing weight, but it's not yeah. something they normally do. It's not – and I think this is a different circumstance and situation where this is a pay-per-view card – you missed by a grotesque amount of weight, and it just you know the UFC. You really put the UFC in a bad situation. You cost them money because they had to pay out all these people who they had to give pay raises to to make them fight these different guys. Just kind of screwed a lot of people over, and you didn't seem like you really cared or, or were uh, remorseful in any way. You didn't. Uh, he didn't apologize once for missing weight. Right? He was basically it was everyone else's fault. Yep. So, and. Them saying, "Oh, like he, you know, I, I would have made it. I would have made it." And, t- and the coach is telling stories of him passing out, and he's nine pounds <laughs> over. You know, it's like you're just a, f- <laughs> you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Yeah. It, it's, 
and, and then he's screaming he's going to kill everyone and all. It's just I'm get, I'm getting tired of it. I really uh, yeah. the 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 shtick is getting old already. And that, that's what like I said, he's not a, not a good guy. We've been saying this. Great fighter, r- really great skills. Just seems very very unlikable at this point. Yeah, I agree. So D Rod, how about your boy, man? Taking care of business against the leech. The leech, like we said, deserves all the credit in the world. Was in this fight from the very beginning to the end. Split decision. I know people were talking robbery. Don't think it was a robbery. I thought it was a close fight. Could have gone either way. I I thought D Rod won two one when the cards were getting announced. So I was I was kind of shocked to hear a split, but I, I could see why somebody would go the other way. It kind of. It's tough. We, we, I talk about it on here all the time. I, mean, I know he dropped him with the uh, it was a body punch, right? About like a, a body shot, if I remember um, correctly. Lee did. Lee dropped him in the first or second. I, I don't. I don't. I guess they, there's no official knockdowns, but yeah, I think. Or at yeah. least like what like hurt him. I, I I that that sticks in my mind. I don't even know if I might have been uh, hallucinating at that point. It was it was later <laughs> in the night, but. Uh, I feel you. Yeah, I I don't know. I just uh, it's hard to win a fight going backwards. And Lee was going backwards a lot of the time, and very rarely do you get the cards that way. How about uh, the judges didn't agree on one single round? There you go. So that that shows you how kind of close it was. Also, Mike Bell and Douglas Crosby were uh, were uh, on board. So no Seth Fuller. Yeah. No, <laughs> I don't think he's gonna be doing uh, fights ever again for uh, that's his unfortunate. Video. It is. It is. I, I would love to see him get crucified more with his friends watching. Um, so I think. Watching this live, I gave D-Rod the first, and then the next two I gave to Lee. I'd have to go back and rewatch because it was close, and I was kind of not fully, you know, watching. And um, so, but but it was very close. The, all three rounds were close, I think. But um, I, yeah, I, I, it was it was tough, man. They they both you know have new opponents within 24 hours that you have to study for, and they were both vastly different from who they were supposed to fight. You know, like Kevin Holland is way different than Lee Jang Liang. Tony Ferguson is way different than Daniel Rodriguez. So I wasn't sure how this would plan, how this would play out. This is, this is one fight I really didn't know what to do. Um, I I know Tony and Nate was last minute, but I thought I still had Nate no matter what. And I know Chimaev and Holland was last minute, but that was kind of easy to predict this. I didn't know what to do with truly. I didn't know what to do with I, after, um, after the Aldana fight, shout out to my girl, We'll talk about her soon. After that fight, I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm going to throw together Rodriguez, Chamayev, and Nate, and it hit. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a decent fight. I think there were some boos mixed in there, which I didn't think was deserved. You know, these guys have done have done a lot and trained hard for fighters that they didn't even get the fight. So, um, shout out to D Rod. He stays stays hot. Yeah, shout out to D Rod. I don't think, like you said, I don't think it was worthy of the boos and whatnot. I felt bad for Lee. Lee the leech got screwed. Had yeah, his brand he, new suit, working on his English. That was fucked you know, up. He just, I felt bad for him. He got screwed. But uh, how about Irene Aldana? Up kick to the liver in the third round. Uh, lots of uh, interesting and different grappling exchanges. Macy Chason is fucking huge, dude. She is yeah. enormous for that weight class. And obviously this is at 140 this time. But she's 5'11 with a 72-inch reach. Uh, just like a, a menace to deal with. Uh, and uh, I, this is the first time I've ever seen this, a body kick from the ground that dropped someone. I thought she, like, at the time, I thought she got kicked in the arm and, like, broke I her arm. I thought she kicked her in the uh, woman area. Uh, so I thought. I was like, that has to hurt. It looks rough. Irene Aldana kicks hard. But, um, so, yeah, I mean, it is it is funny how Macy Chasson is so big. And 
it's funny all week leading up to this she was complaining crying to the to the media ufc media about how nobody wants to come up to 155 or 145 and meet her at 145 i wonder why you can never make weight yeah when, when she fought raquel pennington at 145 what did she do came at one uh 148 and she still fucking lost this fight was supposed to be 135 and i i was i i would have bet my life that she either missed weight needed another hour needed the box or they changed the weight and what happened they changed it to 140 100% she she wasn't making 135. She can't. She's fucking massive. She's a fat, tall. I'll say she's a tall, large woman. Okay. <laughs> I hate. I I despise Macy Chasson. I'll hold back a little bit, but I despise her. <laughs> despise her. She sucks. She's a fraud. She's she talks she talks like she gets disrespected and she doesn't ever make weight. It's yeah. like, bro, you, you really want a five foot six. 135 you want you want aspen lad aspen lad's kind of big you want uh sarah mcmahon to move up at this stage of her career like get the fuck out of here man nobody has to there's like three fighters in that division three and, and they're all just huge like daniel wolf norma dumont you not you but macy all, all of them miss weight when they fight it's it, it's just so funny that the girls that fight at 145 are trying to you know make a flyweight esque effort to save the division there is no division bro there's nobody up there yeah hey, you, uh, you know yeah yeah she so she actually she had a, she won around she had a good second round and i i had a fear that she was going to get her down and Irene was gonna be stuck on the bottom because it, it happens to her she did stuff most of them i think three of eight macy was and she she was just in the first round she was shooting from so far and I think her corner gave her a lot of good advice. They wanted her to go forward. And as soon as she was pressing forward, she wasn't really hitting Aldana with anything on the feet. This was a mismatch. It didn't seem like a mismatch because uh, Renee's, you know, kind of low volume. And she was just trying to set, set up, a, I think, that big left hook. But it was a mismatch. I mean, she's way more technical, quicker, has probably more, I would say, much more power, even though Macy does kind of hit hard. But she also doesn't like getting hit. I, I had it in my uh, notes before for the podcast we were supposed to do that I thought Macy was just going to quit at some point in the third round. I didn't bet round three because I didn't like the odds. I bet round three sub Aldana uh, at plus 3,500, which was nuts, but she almost got the sub in round two or one with the, with the arm bar. Yeah. I don't know how that didn't happen. I mean, I thought Macy's arm was going to snap. Um, but yeah, I mean, crazy. No, <laughs> it's just uh, that, that was, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen, like you said, I don't think I've ever seen that. No, I've never seen a liver shot from the bottom. Yeah, up kick, liver, like you know, it, it's it's hard enough to get an up kick, you know, to the face, and that's you know that's much more plausible than a a body, <laughs> an up an up kick body shot knockout, like crazy. But I knew, I guess I don't want to kill her for quitting or getting knocked out when you get a heel to the liver. I mean that that just seems fucking brutal. Like she's probably still having a hard time sitting down. Um, but I knew she would quit. I knew she would quit. That's all I'm gonna say. I knew it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Broad. I, we now know where Ty stands on the the Macy Chase uh saga and her and her st- and her career. Uh, let's just jump right into Johnny Walker, man. How about this? Our boy, who's been <laughs> drugged apparently for the last three years, <laughs> get, just getting CBD'd out of his mind. And just getting zooted all the time, apparently. He's now off the juice, off the off zoot. <laughs> and now he, is, he fought the Hulk, Kutalaba, who, respectfully, <laughs> I say this with respect, is a bum. Right? I mean, he, he's not good. 
No. No, right? Okay. Uh, he took Johnny Walker down, and then Johnny Walker just kind of outgrappled him and gave, gave him hell on the ground and was able to get his back and just got the sub. It was kind of... Uh, it, I thought the opposite would happen. That yeah, I mean, I and you, I wouldn't call you a moron for thinking that. It just, I don't know. Like Johnny Walker, when you're that long, you're able to give people different looks and problems on the ground that you're not used to, or you know, it's just, it's just like it's it's an awkward sort of ground game. You're just throwing elbows from the bottom, you know. Hey man, that's that John Cavanaugh ground game. It's a no no joke, bro. Um, <laughs> Jan Kudalaba has lost. Three of his last five. He's five seven one in the UFC. I, th- I think he probably lost that Jacoby fight. Um, what are you almost done? Cut watch soon? Maybe not now, but yeah, he's lost some good, decent fighters. Or I should say four of his last six. He's lost not three of his last five. Ankle live twice. Ryan Span. Eh. Johnny Walker. Eh. You know, it, it, it's a far cry from the Cannoneer and the Glover and the Magomed ankle live losses. Now he's losing the guys that I'm not going to say he should beat, but. Guys that he's favored over, you know, like guys that are in his area, in his rank, around his ranking. I don't even know if he has anymore. He definitely should be more competitive against. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Ryan Spann, that was easy. And Johnny Walker, when he, you know, as soon as he got him down, that was that was really easy. Easy. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, five, seven, and one. He's he's still young, but maybe uh, maybe on his way out soon. Uh, possibly. I think like we talk about on here, it's uh, he needs a step down in competition. He he needs to go drop down to that because uh, the thing I mean two hundred five doesn't exactly have a lot of people in that uh, lower you know lower middle range. I don't Dude, know. Yeah, like it's just gonna you're gonna have to fight some of those sort of either up and comers or just guys who aren't on the the. I mean Johnny Walker's ranked right. Yeah, which is be. that's I mean you know that, uh, respectfully that's a little nuts you know it's so is Ryan Spann though. So, I mean, you know, what kind of world are we living in? Uh, exactly. You, you know, and Mirzakhanov's now ranked. So, who knows? So is Dustin Jacoby. That's insane. Just looking at some of these names that are in these rankings. Uh, well, once you get above 85, it's kind of nuts what happens in these uh, – <laughs> uh, towards the, the bottom half of these. Right? I mean, Shabdul – we call him – I, I say it all the time. Shamil Abdul-Rachmanov is ranked. And heavyweights. Lago Ivanov. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? What in the God's name are we doing? So, that's that. Uh, shout out to the Hulk. Shout out. Well, not, not shout out to the Hulk. Shout out to Johnny Walker. Shout out to Johnny Walker doing the worm again. Let's let's stop doing that. Let's stop doing that. I thought we learned our lesson, but I <laughs> guess we haven't. And they, then they kicked Johnny Walker out as soon as the fight's over. Get the fuck out of the building. Which no shoes at all. Doesn't seem right. If you ask me, it doesn't seem right. No shoes. Uh, and that's it was a great way to start the uh, main card. The main card lived up to the hype, I would say. Absolutely. I thought it was 100% worth it. Uh, Julian Arosa took out your boy Akeem Dawadu. I would have picked Dawadu here. Me too. I did. I didn't bet him, but I picked him. I thought I, I wrote down, Dawadu should dominate unless Arosa makes it ugly. But he kind of did. Yeah. Um, and Dawadu, he- you know, when you show up, off weight, it kind of lets me know that you're not prepared. Uh, I know that, that yeah, he, he didn't look prepared at all. I mean, no. he was getting beat to every punch. I mean, the uppercuts were. Uh, listen, maybe Julian Arosa has turned a corner. I, I don't know what has happened in his career. What changed recently? I forget. Did he change camps, or did he get? I don't know if he did something. Uh, fuck, I forget. I know he's 33, so you know he's gonna if he's gonna make a, a run, he's gotta he's gotta be quick with it. And he's you know he almost lost to Steven Peterson in his last fight. It was close. It was close, but. Remember, he did Darce Charles Jordan, flying knee Nate Landworth. Like he has good wins. Um, 
and he hasn't lost in a while, other than the Sung Woo Choi fight. You know, he hasn't lost in 2019 to Arce. So, I think maybe he, he took he he changed something in his training training or something. I forget, but he 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 looked really good, man. The uppercut was landing at will. He was just outboxing Dawood pretty much the whole fight, which I was just very surprised by. But like you said, if you're not coming in prepared, yeah, and you fight a guy like Julian Rosa who's not going to go away, that's what happens. Yeah, you better be ready for a war, and it just didn't seem like he was necessarily prepared. It just didn't seem like he was prepared. That's basically what I got from that. You know what this also does? It helps the brand for uh, tail any Canadian or fade every Canadian fighter. Yeah, like we, we've talked about that on here many, 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 many a time. And I have a fade on a Canadian fighter next week, so we will we will save that for then. Uh, how about Jolton Almeida, a podcast favorite? Uh, I love we we probably would have gave out sub in the first round, to be honest. That would have been something we we, we were we were at least considering okay. uh, going into this. Maladinho, what do you think? I'm all in. I mean, listen, this guy he was fighting wasn't exactly uh, the pleasure man. wasn't uh, <laughs> you know something I'm going to write home about. But it's a great nickname. But I'd love know, to see. I mean, he's minus 700, so this is exactly what he should have done. Yeah. But I'd like to see a step up. A serious, serious step time. up. Do you have any concerns with him being like uh, Deontay Wilder ish weight when it comes to weight being in the heavyweight? Like he's only like 210, 225. I say only because there's guys that are struggling to make one's 265 you know do you have any concerns with that uh yeah because i just don't know what is exactly is his weight like you, you know like i feel like when he came up he was fighting i don't know like i got it just seems like he's too like all you have to do is just cut that 10 pounds and he probably would be a he'd probably be in the top five of the uh of the the two of uh, the 205 division right like right uh, but also how, he fought two or five in the contender series. That's what I'm. That's how he got his contract. So now he's just basically not cutting the extra ten pounds. I guess if he has a legit opponent, he will cut that weight. You would assume. Yeah. But do you, do you think he sees a, a quicker path at heavyweight? Because I mean, both of them, both the divisions, like we just said, pretty bad. Like honestly, if he wanted to fight at both at the same time, he could, and he'd be ranked in both of them. But I feel like heavyweight. There's kind of. Light heavyweight, I think his uh, athleticism advantage is a little lesser, like less. Like you know, there's some great athletes at 205. At two, at heavyweight, he's the best athlete in the class. His grappling advantage, like there's, there's just not heavyweights that can do what he can do. Whereas there's, I, I don't want to say there are light heavyweights that can do what he does, but there's definitely better ones. You know, like True. I feel like the skill gap. I'll say the skill gap, all in all, is much much greater at heavyweight but you got big dudes like all takes is one shot yeah i just uh i I, yeah i don't like fighting up that like you said like that sort of deontay wilder where you're basically like a light heavyweight but you don't like you yeah like you're just kind of in that middle like sort of zone and they're making catch weights for you and stuff like that it's catch weight 220 i've never seen that that. i've never seen when 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 Buffer said a, a special catchweight bout, I'm like, wait, what? 220's yeah. catchweight? Sounds like heavyweight. I thought anything, I guess, is it 225? No, it's. I'm pretty sure anything above 205 is heavyweight. That's so That's weird. What, I, I was under that assumption. I, I think this he's, is, his, he's making new divisions. This guy is the fucking best. He is. And that, that, but I don't get, like, you come up, you fight Danilo Marquez at 205, you completely <laughs> dominate and smoke him, and then the next couple fights are both heavyweights. So, yeah, Parker uh, Porter and one of the you know one of the worst uh, Dana White contender series signings. And he was going to fight uh, Abdul Rahmanov on this card. That was the original fight. 
So, Ugh. man, that's that a big step up too. Like, yeah, that would have been better than this. I mean, this was again this this, this guy was like I, I don't know if he was getting booed, but like I was falling asleep watching him on the Contender Series. It was not a good fight. He was supposed to be hyped. I know he has a cool nickname, but it was boring. I think he only got signed because he's from Sweden. Shout out to the pleasure man, man. That's a great nickname. Yep, he'll be back. Uh, Dennis Tolulian. 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 Uh, this was a questionable one. I, this, I'm a fade Jamie Pickett to the end sort of guy, so I probably would have taken uh, Tolulian just because that's just how it is. This was kind of a right down the middle sort of thing, plus one twelve, one fifteen for Tolulian. Uh, what do you have to say about this one? Yeah, he got. I think Tolulian the, the line might have been swayed because of his debut. That was kind of a tough fight, man. That that dude, um, Alakazab Kizriev is fucking good. The Black Wolf. Yeah, he's one of the forgotten. Well, I know he's not young, but he's one of the forgotten. I know there's a lot of Russians, and they're all very scary. But he's one of the. He's also like five nine, five nine middleweight. He's scary though, man. Like that was just a brutal matchup for him. Like Dennis Tolulian is one of the Russians who has no ground game. He wants to just bang. He wants to just bang with his hands. Um, and he, I think he won. It's the first either round. get knocked out or knock out. It's one or the yeah, other. Yeah, I mean, he's he's kill or be killed. You know, he's been he's but the guy. If you look at his losses, I think he's been choked. He's been submitted in most of them. So it's like Jamie Pickett probably wasn't doing that, but that's what he should have tried to do. I think um, he doesn't have. Does he have any stop submission? No, he doesn't have any submission victories. So yeah, like you said, I don't love I don't love Jamie Pickett. He's thirteen and seven. I mean, that's just. That that alone shows me what I need to see. I mean, he was loose on the contender, uh, the regional scene. What was he? Owen two on the contender series. They were good fighters before he won his third. Um, but you know, the guy he beat to get into the UFC was not great, and then he automatically loses to Tafan and Jordan Wright smokes him in a minute. That's that's some red. That's red flag central. Um, and then he you know he beats Joseph Holmes, who I don't I never even heard of him before that fight. You know, I was like, what well, what's going on here? Who's this? Um. Yeah, I mean, Tolulan just started to turn up that knee, man. That knee really, really finished it off. And then um, he hits hard, Tolulan. I mean, he's not. Oh, yeah. th- this was a fight where uh, this was kind of like the the D Rod fight. I was like, I don't know what to think of this, just because I don't think either of them are good. But I think Tolulan hits harder and probably is is the more guy, the, the guy more inclined to get a finish and go for it. I don't think Jamie Pickett really wants to go for it, and that's that's what happened. Yeah, man. Uh, I, you, you couldn't. You said it all right there. Uh, how about the how about wolf yeah? How about it? Suffers an L. How about Chris Barnett coming in as a plus four hundred underdog, Oof. taking out your boy Jake Collier, the prototype who does not look like the prototype anymore. Uh, not sure what kind of prototype time. that is. That was a long time ago where he was the prototype. Uh, he now is a grotesque heavyweight. He uh, he at one point was fighting, what like. 185. 185. That's yeah. That's gross. That's, now, when you go from heavyweight to middleweight like Cannoneer, it's like, all right, that's a that's a big change. But when you go when you go from 185 to heavyweight, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe and you look like is a, it because you want to fight bums? Like, I get it, but is that is that why? Yeah, and you look like you just you know got done eating a eating a quarter pounder with cheese at, at McDonald's, and, and then you roll in there. I mean, listen, Barnett's not exactly a. Uh, I mean, he missed weight. A fit guy, either. Yeah, I mean, he missed heavyweight. That that's disgusting. But the second one to ever do. Who was number one? Oh my God! What is it? What's his name? Your boy. Who? Tell me. Justin Taffa. Oh my God! That's right. <laughs> Shout out! Shout out to the Australians, the New Zealanders, all of them, the Islanders. Yeah, all scum. No, I'm kidding. So uh, I mean, 
Huggy Bear is going to have a spot here in the UFC. He just continues to put highlight reel com- or sort of uh, underdog performances together. Yeah. I mean, you know, what else can you say about him? Because he was, he was dead. He looked like he was dead. I mean, his eye was fucked. His, he was do- so he said he was, um, there was a piece of his cheek hanging inside his mouth. There you go. That sounds, I don't even know. I don't even, <laughs> I don't know. It looked like he was like, like, like when you bite the inside of your cheek, how that how fucking badly that hurts and how yep. it doesn't go away. I know DC and Rogan, they, man, they had a rough night as they always do. Uh, especially DC. It's funny, man. Every time somebody gets a submission, DC, Oh, it's in, it's in, it's in. And then they slide out. Oh, and <laughs> it's like, bro, you, you are like one of the best fighters ever. What are you watching? Are you just trying to be? Are you trying to be the first one to see it, and so you just jump the gun? I feel like that might be what it is. He just wants to jump the gun. I think he and- just gets so excited. He loses like oh, he, he can't like the d- d- discern like whether he's actually calling a fight or he's just at home watching it. But even <laughs> then, like even, like if me and you were in the room, we'd be like, "Oh, uh, doesn't look like like you know like we would still be like, I don't know if that's in. Like we wouldn't There's right away. You like, can just tell yeah, when like, it subs in. And we're not experts, you know. We're just guys who watch this shit all the time, so it's not like we're like. I'm not saying I'm more uh, skilled at knowing what's going on in there, but it does seem like he just loses his mind as soon as a submission goes in. Like, oh yeah, like you said, oh it's in, it's in, and it's like he's not even like under the neck. Yeah, it's like he's like doesn't have his back. You're like, what do you mean it's in? It's not even close. Like the anti Dom Cruz, if you will, when he's like, yeah, I don't think it's in yet. Oh, he taps, and the guy's like (laughs) sleeping. You know, like like, having a seizure. You're like, oh wow, it's over. He's still defending. He's still defending. Meanwhile, he's snoring. Yeah. Shout out to Dominic Cruz who said that McGregor was taking the punches early on in the uh, Habib fight because he was trying to he's try, trying to tire him out, trying to tire him out with, him with his face. And then they, all, I think him, Rogan, all of them were like, yeah, Habib looks really tired here as he went on to dominate. <laughs> um, that was – The third round he did. forget that. Third round he looked tired. Yeah, yeah, he kind of did. But then the fourth round he fucking – Came out. But, yeah, like you said, right Chris Barnett might have a spot in you. I mean, he's 2-2. Two his two wins were fucking electric. Like, they count for more than two wins, you know? They also almost came identically at the same exact time of the fight. Yeah. Both times. Um, John Vellante. Shout yep. out John Vellante. Oh. His wins aren't great, but you point. don't need to really have great wins as long as you put on put on a show. His post-fight speech might have got him a five-fight contract off the just off that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, how can you not be a fan of this guy? After, after I forgot, I heard about it, but I had forgotten it happened, um, that his fiance passed away. And he took the, I think, Buddha. It happened right before the Budai fight. So, like, I don't know, man. I just have a lot of respect for this guy. He's he's clearly, he's out of shape. He's short, but he's, he's fun. old, but he's fun, and he's always ha- he's always happy. He's always doing flips and dancing and jumping and smiling. And he loves the fans. He loves everybody. He's a good guy. He's a, he's a good guy to have around. I don't know what you, that is. You can't seriously though. Like you, not everyone in the UFC is championship level. You need different guys like that to kind of keep shit fun and especially on the prelims you need guys where you're like oh like he's fighting you know like oh he like that kind of what make you excited or intrigued for these early on uh, fights barnett's one of them guys you need him he's part he's part of the uh he's part of i think he's a solid part of the roster well listen you know we got guys like zach palga and josh parmesan and Dante mays in the fucking division i don't want to hear anything about chris barnett you know true shout out to josh parmesan getting uh, a fucking stray for no reason (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to do it to him, but I had to. I, I, you know, when you lose the Dante Mays, it, it happens. Um, Alan Bedeau, who's not not with us anymore, rest in peace. He's not dead. No, but rest no in peace come anyway. on, come on. 
He's not dead. No, he's alive. He's alive. Just rest in peace. Um, <laughs> what do you do with Barnett next? Honestly, I mean, if he wins a cut, if he went, he'd have to put like two, three, four, five win streak together to be ranked. But it wouldn't take much. Do you give him like, uh, you know, <laughs> William Knight in the in the in the battle of complete polar opposite body types? <laughs> yes. Give me something <laughs> like that. <laughs> give Chase him John Sherman? Vellante again. Chase oh, that's Sherman. it. That's the one. There you go. You said it. Bingo. They're both on a one-fight win streak. Yep. I think that's the fight to make. The Vanilla Gorilla. Yep. I... Versus versus Huggy. What is his name? Beast Boy. Huggy Bear. Beast. It's both Huggy Beast Bear Boy. Um, I think that's really that would make that would be the fight of the year. Chase Sherman and, and Chris Barnett. I don't know how you don't make that t- tomorrow. Sign me up. After Chris Barnett fixes his face. After Chris Barnett fixes his face. Yeah, so <laughs> that's gonna take a little bit. Cause that did not look good. His eyes look both shut too. Like he's taking some shots, but Mark Smith's just like, yeah, just make sure you don't get hit anymore. Like, okay, okay. great, thanks, good advice. And, and Mark out of saying, "Fight back, Kobe. Fight back. Put your hands up, Kobe." All right, so <laughs> love Mark Goddard. Shout shout out Mark Goddard, or as uh, Kobe would call him, liberal Mark Goddard. It's my, one of my favorite nicknames for, for it. Like, <laughs> oh, that's so good. That's so, it's just so <laughs> random. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot. I kind of forgot about that. Oh, that's so fucking good. Oh, Liberal man. Mark Goddard. Lib- <laughs> Everybody hates Mark Goddard. Colby, uh, Connor. It's so great. It's not. I love him, but I love him. That's what I'm saying. You you, you said you're right fuck. about that. Him and Herzog are the two best. I love Herzog, man. Mark Smith, I like Mark Smith. There's he's had some moments, but I do like him. Yeah, he just loses his shit. Yeah, but at least I think he he talks to guys. He says, "Hey, you know, move, move." He was telling Jay Collier to move, and Jay Collier was, I mean, he was moving, but not really. Um, But listen, listen. I know you don't like Herb, but I hate Herb. I love Herb when the fights are like a uh, like a blood, like you know what I mean, like it's a bad blood (laughs) fight because he just lets them get away with everything. That that's the kind of (laughs) shit, like. He's like the kind of ref you bring in for a WWE match when it's a no holds barred match, where he Literally. just doesn't. He doesn't he like. Doesn't, he's just there. He doesn't listen to the rules. <laughs> People are grabbing fences and grabbing gloves, and you know everything's happening. He'll kick you in the sack, and he's just like fight back, you know. Like he's, <laughs> no, I didn't see it. Yeah, and then he'll be like, oh wait, 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 let's let's stop. <laughs> he's like, wait, we gotta do something. Wait, never mind. Uh, get, keep going. I love it. He's the perfect ref for that. Uh, how about Norma Dumont, friend, friend of the, of the podcast? Pod. Taking care of business, still trying to get her on via translator, but it's not working. Uh, like you said, both these girls were uh, were almost dying to get on the scale. Danielle Wolf receives her first loss of her career. She now falls to one and one. <laughs> so yeah, that's the forty five division is a joke. What a signing! She's also I, I didn't even know her boxing record twenty seven and fourteen. She wasn't like Holly Holm, who was like thirty and three. She's stunk. She wasn't even good. She's thirty nine. She's tied with Macy Chasson for the tallest woman in the UFC at 5'11". Not bad looking. Um, so I think that's probably why they signed her. Uh, she at, at times, she had a decent jab. Like, you'd see her boxing background, but there's very few and far in between. Like, she was getting outstruck by Norma Dumont for a good part of that fight, which is very sad. Like, Norma Dumont should have finished her. I yeah. don't know who was worse, is what I'm trying to say here. Yeah, I, I truly don't have anything to say about this. <laughs> it just it happened. You know, I really wasn't paying attention to be all that much, to be honest. I had it up on my phone. And I was just all right. Let's. Norma knocked her down and still couldn't finish. It was kind of sad. It was just it. It happened. 
So how do you say this gentleman's name? Oh, this is a good one. Alatong Haley. Alatong Haley. The Mongolian Knight. Chad and Hellinger. And Hellinger, yep. He uh, was coming off of a victory, I remember, right? Oh, yeah, against yeah, Jesse he... Strader. That's, that's yeah, right. that yeah. was a... Who could forget that? that. <laughs> I mean, come on. Uh, th- Jesse Strader gets finished by fucking everybody, including his girlfriend. G- Jesus. Uh, there, there's another victory for uh, Alatong Haley, who had also coming off of a 47-second knockout of Kevin Kroom, a Kevin podcast favorite. Who I always love clicking on these guys' names to see what's going on with them now. He has a fight lined up, or he did just fight. Well, let's see if he won at Synergy FC Kansas City Fight Night. He had to have won. Uh, oh, okay. They don't have any of the results. That's that's great. <laughs> and he was the main event. That's so who knows. That's just great. You know that that is so great to know that they don't even have the results from my man Kevin Kroom, who had a huge fight this weekend. That's that's garbage. That is absolute garbage. We deserve to know what happened to Kevin Kroom. You would think, but I guess the serious we, case of Kevin Kroom. We don't even get that. We don't even get to. He won. He won. He won. I uh, don't know how, but I am seeing a picture <laughs> on his Instagram of him with his hands up. <laughs> oh, he won via decision, I think. Oh, that's not. Great. There you go. So that's yeah. I mean, not listen. Brad Robeson is not a great opponent. I mean, look at him. I think his eyes are crossed. Are you sure? He's 38. He lost to David Onama. That was a good fight. And he's only he got seven fights. He fought Nanao Dung in Bellator. Jesus. And he lost. The baby-faced assassin. Nanao Dung. So shout-out to Alatong Haley. Uh, Elise <laughs> Reed. Cash City. Against Melissa Martinez. What would you have had here? Uh, I had her money line straight up, plus one one forty five. I think Elise Reed stinks, to be honest. Uh, I don't know. She can't dance. Uh, she tried. You know, she can't do it. She looks like me trying to dance. So honestly, respect respect to her for for doing that. Um, I so I watched Super Melly's last fight, and I looked at the line. I was like minus one seventy. It seems weird. Like Elise Reed, we faded her multiple times, but we she, she has experience in there. She beat Corey McKenna in a just gross. I mean, disgusting fight. So disgusting. We faded Corey McKenna in that one. So, and she lost to Sam Hughes. She got finished by the Sam Page. Shout out to the Sam Page. But, like, she was in there with Jaws DeVicious and Jillian DeCourcy in CFFC. She has, some, she fought Sajar Eubank. She has experience. Melissa Martinez fought, uh, I went back and watched this, and it was so, it was so bad. Uh, she fought Desiree Yanez, who I don't know if is related to Adrian or not, but she is not good. She is very bad. And Julia pa- Juliana Pena was doing this fight um, for Combate and somebody else. I forget who it was. And they just kept calling them by their nicknames. It was the craziest thing ever. It was Dirty Dez and Super Melly, and that's all they kept calling them. And I want to throw the fuck up. But Super Melly, I didn't you – know, they called her a kickboxing champion. I don't know what – where. I mean, I, you know, she got out kickboxed by Elise Reed. Um, yeah. I mean, this was easy. This was so easy. She she lost the second round, but she won the first with that with that big uh, big overhand right that she landed. She knocked her down, I think, one, just once. But she hurt her in the third with a big right too. I I just didn't see why she was the plus money underdog or why she was the underdog here. Like uh, I I thought I was missing something. Maybe Melissa Martinez. I think she hadn't fought in a couple of years too, so maybe she got better. 
but she looked, she came in, I think, at like 113. Like, she's small. She's not. She's 5'1", yeah. 5'2". 2019 was um, her last fight. So, yeah, she's had, t- like, it's a lot of time off. So maybe she got better, but maybe she didn't. Maybe there's not much to get better on, you know? Um, when Elise Reed is probably, like, better all around than you, that's that's not good. So um, It seemed like yeah, the game had passed Melissa Martinez by from watching this fight. Like, it just rust. Rust, yeah. rust, rust. And, you know, I don't know. I, I just thought it was a very, very easy play. This chick had, I don't know. I don't know what I missed, but I didn't miss. So shout out to Elise Reed. It, um, you, you, yeah. We kind of talk about it on the pod here. Like, it's automatic. If you haven't fought in three years, I don't care how good you are or whatnot. For the most part, I'll take my chances betting against you every single time, especially if you're the favorite. Like, yeah. unless you're, I mean, like, listen. the GOAT, then I'm not. Like, if it was John Jones, that's different, but... And even like a Sergey Pavlovich, he was like, but he was, I forget who he fought on his comeback fight. It wasn't someone like that good. So, right. Uh, I'm not sure either. But yeah. I do know that Melissa Martinez's last, she lost a round to Desiree Yanez. Yeah. Lost a round. And on one scorecard, which was probably the worst scorecard I've ever seen in my life, whoever that judge in Combate was, probably got paid a couple pesos for that. Uh, she lost on one scorecard to Desiree Yanez. That just shows you what it is right there. If you're not dominating on the regional scene before you come to the UFC, I mean, come on. Finally, Johan Lanes, 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 Lanes took out Darian Weeks, who is fresh off of his uh, loss to Ian Machado Gary. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Shout out to Ian Machado, Manny's Manny's brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right uh yeah and i didn't honestly i missed this one i was uh, on my way to a function so i was not able to have my phone out for this uh i'm gonna ne- need you to take this away yeah um it's kind of fucked up because the last judge to render his scorecard was also his last name was weeks it was tony weeks and he gave the fight to Lanes. it was very disappointing i thought he was going to reward his surname brethren but he did not um, I thought I thought weeks one. I thought he won the second and third. Um, the second one, second round, definitely. Uh, thir- I mean, it was wasn't a great fight. Uh, weeks was one of nine on takedowns, but when he finally used the right technique in the third, he got that takedown that he really needed to secure that round. And I thought it was enough. I he looked disappointed. I think a lot of people I, I saw also scored it for him. It was just it wasn't a good fight, really. So nobody really gives gives a fuck. But if I look at these scorecards, yeah, Tony Weeks and Mike Bell. Gave it to Lanes, so that tells me all I needed to know, know that I scored the fight correctly. So, there you yeah, go. I mean Lanes, uh, based on his last fight and what we saw and some what we kind of talked about last time, he seems like a quick starter. But after that, he doesn't really have much for you. He's a one round guy. Yeah, like if he doesn't get you out of there, then it's kind of like he. Not to say he's like done, like he'll he'll get cleaned out, but which he could absolutely could. But it's more of a, you know, like he's just not the same. He loses a lot of juice after that first round. And yeah. Gabe Green looked like a fucking killer in that second round against him. Oh, my God. That, that, was, that, was, that was scary. And that was his first fight, so people like kind of gave him the pass. But he was supposed to fight Miguel Baeza in this fight. Baeza oh, would have killed him. That would have been, in, that would have been brutal. Yeah. But I mean, who knows what Baeza these days. He's just kind of, we need, we need to get him back on the winning track. Yeah, Caramel Thunder. That's quite a nickname. All I right, that. I forgot that was his nickname. Yeah. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the contender series? I don't have any picks really. Uh, I just kind of no no real big time names or anything like that. 
wrong. We do have a big name. Jahid, J Javid, 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 Jahid, Basharat, his little brother Farid Basharat is on this card, and he looks pretty good. Uh, I've heard some good things from people who go to Extreme Couture, not like people that I know or any sources, just, you know, coach talk and, and training partner talk that he's pretty good, and I've seen his brother talk about him too. Um, we'll see. You know, this isn't War of Titans anymore, all right? We're in the we're in the contender series. Alan Bogoso and so he's fighting mini Alan Bogoso. They're both young. Um, they both have good records. Uh, this guy Bogoso 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 was in the L LFA for a little bit. So um, yeah, I don't know. Really, I don't really know what to make of it, but I'm really glad that they're starting to find these guys who are young and have good records. You know, it's not just four and zero or six and one Brandon. Let's go, Lewis. You know, he's probably the guy to watch. I can't uh, wait to watch Let's Go. Oh, he's from Tampa. Good shit. But he's, he was born in Bristol, and he's fighting out of Tampa. I'm, I'm all in. Let me ask you a question. Uh, Basharat has a rear naked choke in 11 seconds on his record. How the fuck did that happen? <coughs> How the fuck do you, when the fight starts, you're standing across from each other, do you, <coughs> land, do you end the fight with a rear naked choke in 11 seconds? I don't know, but Mr. Sam Stewart was rear naked choked in 19 seconds as well and 1 minute and 11 seconds as well. So, oh, so he's he's an I absolute stiff. This is unbelievable. Yeah, now that you This is Also, he was Ty, let me <laughs> yeah, here on. Let's go through this real quick. This guy fights in the amateur scene, all right? He gets referee stoppage in 44 seconds, all right? So, okay, that was uh that's September. He fights the next month within a month. He gets rear naked choked in 40 seconds. All right. You know, a tough one, tough night out. He takes a year off. He gets his skills better. He comes back. He gets rear naked choked in 39 seconds. One second less. All right. Yeah, so exactly. We didn't get better. Okay, that's fine. A month later, he says, you know what? I'm just going to get guillotine choked in 19 seconds. Oh, wow. Hold on. He said, you're not he's, taking my back. He's going pro. Happening. He's going pro in some of these. Okay. So his, I'll, we'll get to his last fight. He gets knocked out in 17 <laughs> seconds to Lee Spencer. All right, Spencer Lee. Harry, he fights Harry Kane or Harry Keane, however you'd like to say it. The guy from Tottenham, ground and pounds him in 34 seconds. Then he fights another dude who rear naked chokes him in 19 seconds. Basharat rear naked chokes him in 11 seconds, and then. His best performance of his career, which was his last one, he got rear naked choked in a minute and 11 seconds, the longest fight of his career. <laughs> so you're telling me he's he, he's getting better. He hasn't fought since 2019. I think he decided to call it quits. Uh -huh. I, I am trying desperately to find any kind of clip of his fight against Basharat. Listen, we got to get Mr. Sam Stewart. We got to find him. Uh, it looks like this fight does not exist. So maybe it didn't even happen. I don't know what this guy looks like. I truly don't. But I think we would. I think one of us would cook him. I don't think I like. I'm taking your money line all day. That that's like I'm not even. In, I'm really. I don't do this. But that's crazy. I I I don't know how you get rear naked choked in 11 seconds. 19 <laughs> seconds. I wouldn't. I uh, wouldn't fight. That's. I, I'm glad he made the decision. Like I'm not fighting. I'm not doing it. I don't even know how it happened. He must have just like turned around. Maybe he was fighting against the cage. He was facing the wrong way. He did the uh, Nate Diaz. He was like looking at the crowd, <laughs> and then he got and then he got just worked over the crowd. I wonder how many people were there. Yeah, um, three people. Yeah. I, so looking deeper into this card, <laughs> I don't know how much deeper we can get to that. This guy Ikram 
Alascaro. That's exactly Alascaro. who I was going to bring up. <laughs> exactly who I was going to bring up next. He looks scary. Um, he he also has really good. Um, he, he fought Nashon Burrell in Eagle FC. Nashon Burrell, the Rock and Roller, great nickname. Yeah, um, shout out to Eagle FC. He has he, he, at least he has some experience. He's fought Tumanoff. He fought um, Kyle Stewart. He fought Chris. He has a win over Chris Curtis. Uh, fought Lyman Good. I think he was in Bellator. He fought Koreshkov and Michael Venipage. So Burrell, that, that's not that's at least a name. He also beat Dennis Tolulin. He uh, camored him. Wow! In the third round two years ago, and he fought Hamzat Chamahev. He it didn't go well for him. He lost in two minutes and twenty six seconds via uppercut. But this guy, oh, Al you saw? Have you seen that one? Oh, was it the one where he just completely just just died? Just, just folded yeah. him, dude. Yeah, that yeah. that was ugly. <laughs> that was Ikram. Great. Shout um, out to Ekram. I hope he's recovered. Mario Sosa, his opponent, is a couple is a little younger. He's also a big boy. Uh, let's see his losses. He got ground and pounded by Chidi in the contender series. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, and he fought Leonardo Silva way back in the day. So nothing wrong with that either. Uh, his nickname is pretty great, if I could say it. Gorkal Valente. I don't know what that means, but it sounds fucking electric. We'll see. This this looks like a banger. Uh, listen, this actually looks like a yeah, like a good uh what's it called oh uh, like a good card i'm trying to look up what this means uh <laughs> meaning yeah let me get let me get the meaning um what else do we have this this guy trevor peak is fighting in his last fight he knocked out comma worthy braveheart that's braveheart. what it means in english i like that give me braveheart wow you sure let me see if i can say it better corazao valente i like it I Yanni like the Greek. Uh, well, just fade Yanni the Read Greek. The wait. How about how Read about the that? Wait to see his <laughs> how about listen, tune in, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And if you want to hit me up, you got my personal line. Hit me up. I'm on Twitter. You can always hit me up on Twitter. But no, me and Ty are always watching the fight. So just uh, just hit me up, and I'll, I'll let you know what I like uh, related to Yanni the Greek. Yeah, uh, this Trevor Peak guy. He, he knocked out Kamaworthy, which you know who hasn't? Who hasn't? Uh, but he's six and zero. He's fighting Malik Malik Lewis. Hard knock. That's a good nickname. Uh, I don't know how old he is. So that's scary. Um, this okay. This chick fighting Marnik Man. I'm a. I don't know if I follow her on Instagram, but the sawed off savage is uh, is an interesting prospect. She's about five foot. She's not very tall. No. Uh, but she's taking on Bruna Brazil from you guessed it Brazil. Um, Marnik Man did beat that chick Jenny Clausius. The, the Santa Clausius, um, the the BKFC chick that I yes. saw get eviscerated by um, Britton Hart live in the third round. <laughs> that was that was brutal. Um, Not the one who pulled the, her knockers out, right? No, shout out to her. Um, fuck, what's her name? <laughs> shout out to honestly, <laughs> big fan of her on here. Um, hold on. BKFC tits. That's what I Googled. Um, God, Ty Emery, Ty Emery. (laughs) Yeah. Came up immediately. (laughs) 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 No questions asked. That shit came up. I figured it was the quickest way to find it. And it happened. So, I mean, you know, I didn't have to put much effort into it. Ty Emery. Shout out to her. If you know, listen, if, if the BKFC comes back to Tampa and she's on the card, I'm fucking going. Hell yeah. Um, she won her debut. She might be the champion there. She has an OnlyFans, and her OnlyFans exploded. So she's getting paid more than, uh, you know, Miss Agapova, Miss Jillian Robertson are for this weekend. So shout out to her. You know, I'm not mad at her for that at all. 
And that's uh-huh. that's it, man. That's that's what we got. And then you know we got Brandon. Let's go, Lewis. So I'm not gonna fade, or, or I'm gonna I'm have to bet because uh, you know he's fighting a Daniel Marcos who is undefeated. He's probably the man, but guess Mr. what? Bur- he doesn't have a cool nickname. Well, well actually, no, he does. He does. does. Fuck. I don't know what it means, but it sounds cool. <laughs> Let's get let's get you on the case. You're the nickname guy. He fought at 300 Sparta, which is what this organization's called. It's kind of badass. Sonkora. He's Peruvian, so he's got to be kind of cool. Probably gets a lot of ladies. I, I, uh, I am having trouble uh, <laughs> figuring out the meaning for this. Let's see. Let's see. So I guess his nickname doesn't have an... Uh, <laughs> I'm sure it does. It has some some meaning in Peruvian, but he is Peruvian, by the way. Well, he's starting the card against Mr. Let's Go Lewis. So I think we just off of the principle, we have to root for Let's Go Lewis. Yeah, I mean, let's go, right? <laughs> yeah. What a ridiculous nickname. Go, <laughs> go, let's go. How about let's go, let's go? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> I got, I let me tell you, I got, I got Let's Go Lewis, I got Marnik Man, and I got Trevor Peak. I'm locking that parlay in. And Basharat. Yeah. He's <laughs> oh my! Alan Picoso's got a head on him, dude. He's got a big old head. In the topology um, comments, it says Sosa can't can fight. Great striker with subs, um, and Ikram is apparently a boring fighter. So maybe Mario Sosa, Mister uh, what was it? Braveheart, yeah. Mister maybe maybe Mister Braveheart is the bet here. I don't know. Again, we have to see what Yanni has. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. So tune in, enjoy the fights tonight. Uh, we'll be back on Friday to preview the fight card for this upcoming weekend, Song Yedong and Corey Sanhagen. That's a very, very intriguing 35s matchup between a guy's ranked 4 and 10. So it's something Song Yedong can really make a huge jump, and Sanhagen could solidify his spot. Big co-main event at middleweight. Uh, our boy Pat Sabatini is back. Yeah. In a very... He doesn't take easy fights. No, he does not. That. And Sabatini's um, right on the uh, 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 on that uh, kind of periphery, sort of r- really close to getting ranked. You know, yeah, like he's really close. He's, he hasn't lost in UFC. Yeah, he's four zero, five zero. Yeah, he hasn't lost yet. I think he's either four zero or five zero. You're one hundred percent right. He's also ended many hype trains. The Tucker Lutz and the Jamal Emmers hype train. He shut both of them down quick. So. We'll see what he can do. I mean, Damon Jackson's a big dude, you know, so I think that might. This could wind up standing. I would like that for. I, I don't know what Sabatini's how his stand up looks now, you know, in, in comparative comparison to his last fight, but he is younger. Uh, he's probably more of his in his prime than Damon Jackson. But Damon Jackson's, you know, he's not he easy, might die man. in fights, but he definitely the leech. He might be the better leech. I'm not sure, but. He's, I always say that, tough. but then Sabatini winds up just going, like, just out grappling people and just kind of just dominating them. So I could see that happening as well. And I like, I liked what the uh, the line is here on uh, Sabatini. I think he's like, only, I haven't even looked yet. Yeah, I did. I just had it up. Damn it. Uh, I, oh, now I'm on the archives. That's the problem. You suck, dude. Come on. Hey, you know what do you want to do? Minus 180, minus 215 on Fandle. So, you know, they like him. So I don't really like that as much. Maybe an inside yeah. the distance. That's a little rough, but even though that's a tough bet to actually win, but it's the only thing you're going to get value on plus two seventy five on Betway. Shout to Betway, but yeah, we'll we'll talk about all that on Friday. Yeah, happy yeah. birthday, Chase Hooper. There you go, happy birthday, Chase Hooper. Uh, 
good luck with all that. And uh, this has been the Show of Strikes MMA podcast. Uh, we'll see you next week. Or Friday. Go Friday, 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 Friday. Go Birds. Friday.